Okay, so they're like everybody has um their 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 trashy cravings for uh like food or or a guilty pleasure of some kind, but um we've kind of indulged here here in the Boyzak's house. Um mm-hmm. we we've indulged a craving of like shitty or awful television. Um and I, I need to run a poll by you guys because it, it it's become a point of contention here because uh, I don't know. You guys may be biased, so it may not be a fair question, but fuck it. I don't care. I, I need the win. So um, Val has uh, gone back. Her her crutch is really bad reality TV, like cringy oh, no. bad. So, I, I know. I know those kind of people. Like, are we talking like 2005 cringy bad or 2015 yes, exactly. cringy no, bad? No, worse. Uh, Wife Swap. So she is watching the first season of Wife Swap right now on Hulu back to back. And I said, fuck this. And me, uh, uh, as of recent, with the announcement of Swayzo coming to Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, I'm just like, oh, man, I remember that fucking terrible four kids dub of the Monster Rancher anime. Man, I wish I could watch that. Uh, I don't know who has the rights to it now, but they so have graciously put all 77 episodes of this dub on YouTube for free. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'll poop sock this because I got uh, back into Monster Rancher. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it I'll, when it's appropriate for the what's in your console. As uh, Again, that I imagine the announcement of that coincides with the uh, the remasters or the re-releases for one and two, which I'm still curious uh, on how it it's going to work for the Switch. Um, friend of the show, uh, Rob Rich, uh, recently did a feature, and I believe we'll be reviewing them in a professional capacity for uh, LifeWire. But I think he also did a feature on why he prefers Monster Rancher to Pokemon. Um, and I got to talk to him a little bit about it because the disc swapping feature is seriously still the biggest appeal. But that's a, yeah, that's no. a pretty hot take, preferring it over Pokemon. Really? Yeah, that's Interesting. His, that's his. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely include it in the show notes. But I yeah. digress. Um, if you've seen any fucking shitty four kids dub, like we're talking fighting Fudons and fucking. Uh, oh, man. Uh, of course, Yu Gi Oh! Um, I'm trying to think of uh, Sonic X. Uh, like every every anime that has graced Fox Kids Saturday morning, mm-hmm. uh, Kirby mm-hmm. right back at you, all of them. Um, I, I believe Monster Rancher was on ABC Family, but then it like kind of I don't know wriggled around somewhere. Uh, but it's in that like n- close knit circle of of like fucking the the Canadian voice acting uh dub circuits with like. Uh, names like Brian Drummond of the it's over nine thousand fame, and then like fucking three other voices. I can't tell. Anyway, I have stupid nostalgia for all of those horrible dubs, and she could not stand it. Um, and, and like they used the same tracks. Like, I, I I am not in any capacity to do like a fucking video essay of like four kids. Um, but yeah, no. If you if you were to venture a guess on what would be more cringe, because let me tell you, um, <laughs> those shows are already like they they were already like awful as a product of their time, but they have definitely not aged like they've aged like milk. Like it is. So the poll is which one's worse? Yeah, 
poll is oh, what, what would you find more cringe? The the reality. Because because <laughs> because with the reality. well because with the four kids stuff, you can just mute it. You know, like all you're getting rid of is the voice track that you're not really a fan of. The animation I would assume is still solid. Yeah, I think or, I or, or 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 is that or is that the package? I've not watched it, so is the package that it's just like the dub that's bad, or is like the anime as a whole the dub and the music? Uh, yeah, I just mute it. Scripting. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just mute it, and you're still at least like a decent anime. Um, but the live, you know, the the reality stuff, you got to absorb all that, and that's all bad. There's no saving that garbage. No, I agree. Unless it's like real world or road rules from like the late 90s i don't want anything to do with it i don't even fuck with the i don't even fuck i don't even fuck with the wrestling like reality stuff and that would be at least the one thing i would at least give a shot and i can't even fuck with that it's i don't even i don't even fuck with uh road rules or (laughs) and that's fair i I watch tv to escape reality we all know this like that is not something i want to be reminded of i'm trying to escape that y'all yeah. Exactly. I I will say that like my my line like my fucking the the fringe that I I, I would go ahead and just in, encroach on and even then like it, it, I can't that nothing can be done like I I maybe not so much now but for a long time Laguna Beach like that is the furthest and then. Like of course it, it it expanded into something where I can't even stand a lot of the characters today, but back then that was my shit. So, um, but yeah, no, that I, it's it's just so bad. Like I the fucking tracks the like I swear to God I think one episode had a slide whistle in it. Like I I don't even know where where would you fit a slide whistle? Real talk. Like, with any, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess they appreciated I mean, how stupid it was, but like, also, nothing uh, beats a good was... slide whistle, though, right? <laughs> like, nothing or, or beats fucking... a good slide whistle. I mean, my my mind just goes to like super classic sideshow Bob. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I, I just I don't know man like I, I think there there's an air the funny enough there's an air of reality to uh, some of these shows but here like it, it just felt like everything is still so so badly staged so I don't know um, anybody else have some trash TV that they want to fucking open up on um, before we go ahead and start <laughs> I don't know. I've got, I've had a chip on my shoulder over Pawn Stars recently. <laughs> Dude, I I I'm not a fan of Pawn Stars or uh fucking Storage Wars because yeah. like it's it's very believable to an extent and all of it's also staged. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like when I saw who was who went on there, it was freaking uh Pat the NES Punk went on there. Uh Pat his, the uh, NES Punk and Gerard from the completionist, like the completionist, yeah. I think he he was on Storage Wars. All right, so mine is horrors. Oh, dude, uh, I don't know that one's too close to home. <laughs> it's it's so satisfying though. And okay, so so true story, real quick. Uh, when I got my uh, wisdom teeth out in 2013, and I was staying over at a friend's place, uh, who uh, she's also. Um, in the uh, dental industry herself so that, that that came in very handy for many reasons but uh for whatever reason while i was 
taking my painkillers like the only thing i wanted to watch at the time was horrors and it's like well why it's like i i just need to i i need to feel like i'm like doing something because <laughs> it's like when the people get in those shows and they start like helping people clean everything out it's like it gets intense i just uh, i i like there are times where I, I think Andrew said it best himself where uh, like if there if there's an air of uh, any relation if, if anything feels a little too close to home like mm, I don't know so I like I, I, I can't really watch something that doesn't feel like an escape especially when mm, like I, I'm sorry I'm just saying this as I look at my room right now and I'm just like oh fuck like, there's so much shit here I I can't I can't do that show because I used to work for uh I used to install cable television and internet uh, and I've been in those kinds of places and it it'll scar you especially when you have to do like an install where you have to crawl like in the crawl space under the house to get to like certain outlets and run yeah. certain cables oh dude it's traumatizing uh, will, but people people live like that and they're like oblivious to it and that's the scariest thing is that they just they are not aware of what they are doing it is not like. Like George said, it's it's hitting too close to home because, like, being in those kinds of situations or even remotely close to them, it is scarring. Like, I don't want to be reminded of that at all. To uh, to hoarders' credit, though, I mean, I'll watch uh, I'll, when I was watching hoarders back when I had cable TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as bad as my place does get because I've got so much on the go and I've got film equipment everywhere and this and that. Um, at least watching that, I'm like, well, at least it's not that bad. Could be worse. I yeah. don't like have don't... flattened cats. You I know? was just going to make, yeah, yeah, the cat skeletons. Mm-hmm. Literal skeletons in my closets. Like, In all seriousness, though, I mean, it is a condition. And it's uh, mm. you know, it's also gratifying just to see. Like, And, and I hope that those folks who get better and, and yeah, like, have yeah. Like a yeah, better outcome. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's why they do it. Same with like... Um, you know, any of those A&E shows, like, where they're, you know, um, they're addicted to something, they're trying to kick it, like, you know, all that kind of stuff, you hope for a, a positive outcome, but to be reminded of the, like, reality of it is, like, I, I just don't, reality shows in general, like, I just feel uncomfortable watching them, and that's the same with, like, horror movies, suspenseful, you know, thrillers, anything like that, like, it makes me feel uncomfortable, and that's not a feeling I really resonate with, like, entertainment, uh, games especially, like, I, I don't want to be, like, on edge like it's just it's not comforting to me like my anxiety is already through the roof with most yeah, things for, anyways uh, i was just gonna yeah. say for folks just now tuning in this is uh video games <laughs> yeah well we're gonna be talking about video games represented in entertainment and different forms of media so i think it's it, i, I think figured, it's relevant yeah. you know yeah, yeah i figured so this week's uh episode of press pause radio episode 135 um we've we've all seen it we've all had our uh, moments of cringe where we were on the other side. I mean, not to be too judgy, and I mean, I get it. I guess Hollywood's trying to appeal uh, to uh, like the finer things and blah blah blah. But uh, there are so many times where we we have seen video games uh, often used as the butt of a joke, but uh, more or less used as a prop to uh, advance or otherwise develop a character, or in in like. 90 out of uh, 10 instances, especially in the 90s, thanks to, to fucking fear mongers like uh, Senator Joe Lieberman and, and all those other fucks. Uh, oh, that guy, de- yeah. Yeah, 
used to depict uh, means of addiction and and like what uh, how how awful they were to the development and uh, just the fostering of young minds. So um, we're gonna go over all that because I, I feel especially in this day and age where like I mean fuck dude at this point like uh, I I'm surprised Seinfeld hasn't shown up on Fortnite yet. Um, it, it, it fucking video games are are so synonymous in in a lot of the uh, various um, medias and forms of media that we uh, consume in just in a, in a mainstream capacity. It's not just and we've gone on and we've talked about this at length before. So I figured, hey, let's go over all the times we've seen like video games gradually get more and more uh implemented in in like what what sort of rocky start did we see to some of its representation in other media so without further ado let's uh let's start the show You like my little, my little bubble? It was a good pop? sound effect. Yeah, sound, yeah. It sounded like a like a, mm. a notification like an from Facebook yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, very satisfying. TikTok just gave us some kind of a you know <laughs> some kind of a notification. Um, I have TikTok on my phone. I got a new phone and it had TikTok automatically installed on it, and I was like, what "The fuck is that?" Like, it gave me a notification. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And I was like, "Oh no, it's on my phone. I didn't. I didn't agree to this. It is I didn't quite agree to this the rabbit turn. hole." Um, these terms of services samsung but yeah and then i was like oh wait i'm gonna start following um you know i start following like the macroys and like these people that have tiktok and i was like oh god i can see why this can be so easy to get into it's very scary honestly i'm just waiting for that bubble to just burst in some way shape or form and i've already personally kind of seen signs of just like people becoming instant celebrities and then having their lives ruined overnight and gaining followers losing followers they, they they quit their jobs. That's like a challenge now. Is quitting your job? I'm like, oh, God. oh like it's a single serve. What is it? Single serving fame is what your, it is. Put your two weeks in, man. Don't be burning bridges. You That's shouldn't. Okay, to clarify, you you shouldn't quit your job because of a challenge. You should quit your job Thank because you, you hate yeah. it and it sucks. Yeah, not because you want to go viral, y'all. I I love that this episode's become part episode, part scrum meeting because I was considering should we j- get into TikTok for PPR? <laughs> so, oh, like, I mean, it's enlightening. It. It might be worth it. I mean, the yeah. content is easy to make, and I mean, if we all had access to the one account, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, oh God, that, am I going to eat my words? I'm going to eat my words. Yeah, I don't, do, I don't know, man. Just before we start, don't, fucking re- don't, don't be pressured into doing it, Sean. If you don't want to, trust me. Yeah, exactly, dude. Hey, man, I I have beef with the TikTok kids right now. I can't find my fucking coffee. Like, no joke. We just went to Target, and uh, like, I like getting the strong, like. Like, like you step on a bean and that's my coffee. Like the strong stock coffee, right? And I've always got it, and like I drink it pure out of the bottle. Like I'm good. I've I have I have the coffee with the fucking umlaut. <laughs> like like that's <laughs> mine. Um, 
everybody's buying it now. You cannot find it in the store now. We just came from Target. We were able to get two, and I'm like, oh, yeah, just some, like, some kids bought, like, ten of them. And I'm like, why? Who needs ten? Bro, like, I'm a middle-aged adult. I don't need ten. I just need some. So, I don't know. I don't know. I got I got beef with these these fucking kids. They, they, just, they just dump the whole bag in the thing and, like, brew it. Holy fuck, that would be strong. Mm, mm. It would. That it would definitely. Good, actually. We can get you into the French press game if you want to get real fancy with it, yo. Add some Tide Pods. I don't need to get fancy. I just need to get, get, I just get need some to... Chemex. <laughs> I just got to yeah, get I wired. Need... <laughs> I just got to get wired. I got to put some hair on my elbows. Like, I need this Fair. shit strong. Um, but anyway, I guess uh, TikTok shenanigans aside, round yes. robin, uh, with us on the show today, we have yours truly. Uh, we have um, Andrew, don't care much for reality, Hanshu. Um, nope. Escaping got, reality. That, that's my whole gig. Yeah. Uh, Ed, like, like better than all of us because of fucking, like, where he lives. Uh, Tremblay, and, like, it, it, I, did, I didn't mean that with any uh, irony or sarcasm whatsoever. We envy him each and every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't, envy, don't envy me because of that. Envy me because I can say that, uh, speaking of hairy elbows, to have one would mean you've got a hairy weenus. Is that a thing? I did that. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> just fucking step over to the hey, side if here. If I if I if I if I Google search this and I okay, hold on. Oh no. Haunted. Oh and then, hey. And, yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. Damn you, uh, Ed. Sharp as attack, you are. You learned something today, folks. I sure did. And then finally, we have Sean, uh, Mrs. Vine every day, uh, basing her. <laughs> Don't like... we fucking all? Don't we fucking yeah. all? Yeah, that, that, that shit was funny. God it damn it right was. It was. And it was, it was seven was, seconds yeah. of my time. It wasn't an investment. I, just, I don't in, I don't understand how, like, Vine could have been, like, Vine basically went the way of Tumblr almost, but, like, but just totally fell to the wayside. They couldn't make it mm-hmm. viable. And then for... In, in some way, I don't know, TikTok somehow makes what almost feels like the exact same model viable. They just okay, made it more you know, social. You know what? And I just I just want to say this real quick because I don't know how many people are actually thinking on this way. But I mean, probably a lot. But to me, Vine is to TikTok what MySpace was to Facebook. That makes sense. Okay. Hmm. So a proof of concept, but the... Uh... The latter is the more matured idea. Exactly. But also the and... more corrupt of the two. Right, and everybody and everybody loves it. Everybody Dream loves it up. until it starts totally sucking. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And I will, maybe oh. I'll eat my words in like two weeks the, when I'm on TikTok. But... The writing is on the wall already, but uh, yeah, I can see that. So for uh, this week, I figured we would take the opportunity to... Um, Quickly just touch on our thoughts about the uh, PlayStation Showcase that uh, came out, the State of Play. Um, Mm -hmm. I think think that's, like, really the only bit of relevant news, um, aside from uh, some other thing. I mean, the one other thing, and I don't want it to take too much, is uh, the ruling um, that came out of the Mm. uh, legal battle between Epic and Apple, which also, gotta love that. And, like, I think all of us here on this recording have, have already firmly believed and have rooted... Um, like we have set roots upon this idea and concept, but 
Uh, now it is legally recognized. Video space games. Two words. Uh, you fucking one-worded <laughs> weirdos. No. It is It is a two, two words. I love how that's what we got out of this whole thing. Like the, the whole thing is just, okay, video games, two words. We can move on. Yes. Um, but no, there's done. another... Uh, there's another big uh, aspect that I, I absolutely do believe will have a lot of ramifications, uh, maybe uh, ramifications larger than Apple. Um, I don't know. Which but... which I guess is fair because, I mean, I, I use Android primarily. Are you the only one that's rocking the, the iOS I, stuff? Yeah, and, and you know what? And I think I may finally make the plunge I hate. I absolutely despise the UI and the the process and operation of Android, but uh, Apple is gradually uh, mm-hmm. declining in that direction anyway, to where it almost feels like I'm using an Android, just because again Val is a, a staunch uh, Android user, so like I I see every day like and and in some aspects her phone is absolutely fine. In other aspects, like she can do the wrong thing on the internet and get a virus, just like a PC, sure. whereas. Uh, sure. Uh, the iPhone just has uh, terrible location uh, tracking at most, but it's so proprietarily like mm. it's so proprietary in all of its technical nuances that ironically it's it's safe when used on the web. It just I can't I don't have access to a lot of the. Uh, you should be uh, able to just like the... dual dual boot like a PC, just let you do that with your phone. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of the a lot of the animated or otherwise uh, certain uh, media flourishes like Flash mm-hmm. being the the big one, uh, sure. I don't really get uh, access to on my phone. But that's fine. Uh, I just despise that where I'm pushed to upgrade and optimize my phone to the latest uh, firmware that mm-hmm. it completely nerfs and destroys uh, apps that I enjoyed using and can no longer operate or play. Like I I still find it fucking hilarious i don't know how and i would love to find the people who published it but one of the first generation we're talking first generation like 2006 we're in the year 2021 first generation ios app games uh the remake of vi the fucking sega cd rpg it still works it works to the point where yes i can boot it up right now and it'll even have the old bubbly ass ui of the original iphone like it'll transform my iphone it's a it's a fucking encapsulized way back machine like in this one app but like an app i bought three years ago uh they didn't uh, i'm sorry they hit up the developers like we're on ios 13 those motherfuckers are on 11 three years like i've i've like some of this shit has already become obsolete yet this one app is still running and kicking it's it's fucking bananas anyway um <laughs> like i and i don't think it's on the app store either so like i like i've just chosen not to delete it um but yeah uh we're gonna talk about that and then yes we are gonna talk about uh media representation or the media representation of video games so to be more specific like we can talk about the time that young Anthony Soprano Jr. in HBO's Sopranos was just fucking getting high and playing Mario Kart 64 uh, and and just um, just talking shit to big old Soprano like senior. He's just like, fuck that. I'm going to toke it up and like get down on Koopa Troopa Beach. Uh, mm-hmm. Moments like this where like we recognize it, it's shown – and and just how do shows get away with it, especially now with like how the concept of licensing 
in rights to certain things to the point where like even even certain like songs can't be played anymore the way they were used not in in today's uh form of entertainment without paying out the ass for like rights for use so um mm -hmm. how does that apply with video games i mean it's a it's really interesting stuff and i figured we can go ahead and dive down on that topic so um without further ado what, 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 what did we all think of the PlayStation Showcase? What were what were some of the attention grabbers? swinging uh you know even like the opening wasn't the opening um kotor remake yeah opening like they let off with that which is crazy like i mean i guess bioware hasn't had much in the pipeline since um the mass effect you know remake um and that kind of came and went so we always i mean i think a lot of people just assumed that dragon age was the next like you know obvious thing they were going to tackle um i didn't see this coming i mean i, I figured kotor needs to be represented somewhere in the new gen mm -hmm. um but as a remake and presumably a sony it, exclusive is kind of crazy can, if it can get optimized the way the uh mass effect trilogy has been so like for example uh now that it's no longer taboo and stupid yeah but but doesn't a remake indicate that they are going back and like well, no. What uh, I'm saying, am, am, am I okay? Okay, but am I wrong thinking like a remake is like a uh, like a Final Fantasy kind of a approach? I would say so. That's like a reimagining. So, like, it's it, okay. it, the, the definition and the like the fucking minutia. Like mm -hmm. it, 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 I know there are semantics involved, but I would imagine like a remake in the capacity of like uh, like I would say even the Mass Effect trilogy kind of falls into the definition of a reimagining because there are the original concepts that are used, but then that are evolved in such a way that almost kind of change the original meaning. So for example, um, and again, not too familiar with uh, Mass Effect trilogy. We didn't get the chance on either of us this year to really jump on it, which I, like is still bizarre. But like there were new uh, options and uh, meanings to uh, the the dialogue and romances. And one thing that Kotor lacked was same sex romance options, which sure. I would believe now would I mean would it introduce entirely different dialogue trees and actions and developments among the characters something that i would only hope that bioware would seize the opportunity if they're you know enticing people to revisit it let alone play it for the first time i um, i guess i just I, I feel like it's going to be a very drastic change personally i mean I, obviously we don't have much to go on yet and we don't know when this thing's coming out but I, I vividly remember when KOTOR 2 came out that it was such a broken mess that the community had to basically fix it and, and make it a viable, playable game on PC. Um, so I think that if they're really saying a remake to a KOTOR game, they better come out with, like, all cards on... on the, like, 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 they need to come out with everything. If they just go and fix it... And I get it, There's things that need to be fixed and need to be repurposed and reimagined. But if they don't come out and fix this thing to a like a presentable game in 2022 or whenever this thing comes out, it's just a money grab. 
at that point. You are really just doing it just for the name recognition of KOTOR, and you're just putting out more shovelware, in my opinion. I mean, I, I think Bioware has a I, lot to prove, and I think that Sony has a lot to like bank on this thing. But that's the thing. that What you just said right there is what, ironically enough, is giving me a little bit more faith. Because I okay. feel like with Sony footing the bill for uh, the rights to uh, this game and, and its release, that I think they're going to have some more say and be involved. And with, I imagine, I, I would hope, I would hope that EA has the foresight, especially when they've seen like other uh, contemporaries it, like coming into public light, like the, the sh- like us bringing shame, rightfully so, to uh, crunch culture. And the fact that Andromeda sure. suffered severely from crunch culture to the point where like it, it was it was just put out unfinished because like they, they were, it was too ambitious for what they were working with that I would mm-hmm. hope that Bioware kind of realistically grounds like what they can do and how they would go about making it while also taking into account what they like what's wrong with the game inherently and taking those opportunities to fix it yeah dude, that's the biggest issue with all remakes like you the last thing you want to do is put out a remake that that's inferior to the original. So, right. I, I mean, I, I would only hope that, I mean, with all the opportunities that they have running on, that that's the one thing. I'm not too familiar with PS5. But from what I understand, uh, the architecture of it, because it, it's, again, it's, it's offer uh, it's operating on complexities that go a little bit uh, beyond that of the uh, the PlayStation 4 which is why it's backwards compatibility uh is uh fucked is it uh, kind of feel like we're retreading the same waters of the PlayStation 3 and where sure. developers really need to uh mine the capabilities of of this system to really make use out of it um i i'm i'm looking forward to Kotor but also, that wasn't my biggest takeaway from the showcase. I mean, it. Oh no, I, not at all, not at all. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I which is sad because normally I'm just like, yeah, like a new Bioware RPG or or like something familiar. Out of all the ones, I want Jade Empire back. Jade Empire did not get its fucking fair due. Yeah. Um, True, I'll agree so, with that. But anyway, um, yeah, I there's a few others. Um, we've got Forspoken. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, before we touch on Forspoken, I, I, I feel like there's one game that like, I think everybody can fuck with even, even Ed. Um, what, what do we all think about Ghost War, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo? No thoughts, huh? <laughs> well, so I guess the concept is interesting to me, but I, I guess I'm still unfamiliar with what the gameplay is going to be like, cause this is coming from, oh, is this evil within people? Um, Am I wrong? I, be- I believe so. I will. Okay. Because I didn't really mess with those games. So I don't know what that gameplay mechanic really looks like. Is it, you know, like. It, it is a first person. Stealth based. Okay. It's first person. Okay. Yes. It is first person. Uh, there are some uh, stealth based uh, mechanics, but it, it really, it feels like their take on um, what we've seen with uh, Dishonored. Not it's like basically mm. it gives me a dishonored vibe at the very least. Okay. But yes, as far as the people behind it, um, because essentially what it is, it's like it's got it. It's it. It's weird that it it gives like this uh 
cyberpunk vibe, but like with sure. like its roots in Japanese culture, but it it's also like applying some other factors to it where like it it look it it's also got like this occultism to it. Like, I, I, don't I, know. I, I I yeah, I get a lot of shadow run appeal oh, yeah. to it. I don't know if you ever played Shadow Run, like the top down isometric games. Like I get a lot of that from it, from like an aesthetic point of view. Oh, it's well it's funny that I, I said Dishonored because it's being published by Bethesda, but it is uh, being developed by Tango Gameworks. So is that going to be an Xbox? That See, is that, the Evil it, Within team. Okay, so um, but it's not going to be an Xbox exclusive if it's Bethesda published. No, I think because Surprising. this is prior... Well, because oh, I think, prior to the agreements. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it'd be like a Deathloop where it's an exclusive to Sony because that was the agreement prior to. Yes, and I gotcha. believe okay. Go- Ghostwire's been in development for some time. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, they've been showing that for a couple of years now. Yeah, so it's one of the ones that. Uh, and I'll again, be interested to try it. I mean, I like Bethesda stuff. I like. Um, you mentioned Dishonored. I thought that game was a little too hardcore for me. You know, like like I'm like more of a casual player when it comes to those types of games. But I've always appreciated that 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 series. So I would I'd give it a shot. I don't know if I'd be very good at it, but I'd give it a try. But I was talking about it because I like I got a dishonored vibe. But somebody brought something up because you mentioned stealth, and uh, somebody did bring something up to me, which uh, mm-hmm. I didn't even really put together uh, until they talked about it. That kind of gave me a little bit more excitement towards it. Is the fact that it gave them thief vibes, which is neat because sure uh, the modern rendition of thief. Uh, if anybody recalls how like poopy, like poop from mm-hmm. a fucking butt, uh, <laughs> that that uh, recent. Uh, release was i didn't even want to try it like i yeah. just i just leave me with my thoughts on the original thief dark project and eh, you know i guess metal age is okay <laughs> yeah. yeah but um it I, I i don't know i like the direction that it's going for in terms of um putting a lot of emphasis on um action mechanics involving dexterity uh with various martial arts techniques but also for other things like parkour so um, I'll tell you what. From, if we're if we're gonna, if we're gonna like give flowers to games that didn't get their due back in the day, they need to fucking bring back Deus Ex. If we're gonna be doing it real proper, yes, I, yes, that's I mean, the game we need to see, man. I mean, Human Revolution. I like. It was dope. I, I mean, the boss battles were kind of janky, but yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. Like, I I feel like it's had its moment, but uh, this was the one that uh, me personally, Ghostwire is what like uh, b- besides the obvious, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah. Um, well, you did but, mention for was it Forspoken? Yes. Is that Square Enix one, the fifteen team? Yes. Okay, cool. Because that's the one that I was really surprised by out of all these. You know, real quick, um, I just want to say my two cents on the the new Deus Ex games. Uh, I would say that it suffers profusely otherwise from what I'd call the Star Trek Discovery problem, which is basically mm-hmm. it, it. They, I don't know, like things were just. They were great, like in Human Revolution especially, but they were too great in terms of like being a prequel kind, you know, supposed to be set back. And, and I get it, like we got better oh. graphics now, better technology, but um, I, I don't know, just a general setup. And then going back, um, and I actually, uh, last year, uh, this time last year, I actually played a, uh, it was a pretty good, uh, it was called uh, Deus Ex Revision. Uh, I guess a bunch of uh, modders went back, and it's on Steam, and basically just really spruced things up, like... Uh, hmm. One immediate example, like the area, like uh, between like the Hong Kong compound and the Versa Life headquarters, is just like really super expanded. Um, like I actually got a little bit like, kind of lost um, in a good way, but um, 
so when you mean Star Trek Discovery, do you feel like it, it doesn't leave enough to the imagination and doesn't deliver what it promises? Or or the prequel's better than what its source material is, and so it kind of like maybe gives you like, well, exactly is that what you're so kind of alluding to yeah 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 exactly because then it's like and, and and i get my understanding with discovery and i don't want to get too far into the star trek verse here um but my understanding with discovery is that they found a way to basically explain like okay well here's why the technology has actually been downgraded in the original series back to the constitution class stuff but it's like well, you shouldn't necessarily have to do that i guess i i, I don't know it's like it, it's probably this like damage control like plugging up some plot holes and some right that right i, I get it. it it's just like it's like the star wars pre- uh, prequels like you kind of had like there was a sense of mystique to it and then you you explore that moment and then you you end up with metachlorians and then people are just like dude mm-hmm. what the fuck like this is way worse than like what i had imagined right uh, sometimes and... you it's better to leave it to the uh state of imagination and i get that i, exactly. I feel like deus ex did like <sighs> it's weird because it, it at, like human revolution does do a whole fucking lot but there are times where i think it bit off more than it could chew and like it it was definitely a game that I could not commit um, repeated playthroughs. I, I would have to revisit, but it would, there there definitely came a stress of revisiting it because if, if I took too long of a break from it, I ended up being more lost than the last time. Yeah, and, same like a Witcher complex for me. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, Forspoken, uh, funny enough, um, the, I, I also really enjoyed what I saw there because... Yeah. It, if anything, it kind of gave me because you mentioned Square and funny enough, um, it gave me like big near vibes, but like sure. not near like uh, like near Gestalt, like old near before we got the. Well, I mean the most recent near um, title I think uh, remade that, right? That's yeah. the remake of okay, so like that so. the open world yes, uh, the open world exploration vibe of it, but also like doing and falling into all these little rabbit holes that have like these expansive um just narrative qualities to it um i i did dig it um one thing i will say that i think uh the one game that square or the team behind forspoken is paying attention to uh you know circling back to the trailer it's definitely got insomniac uh spider-man vibes which we all know that like in 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 their and that system within itself was already a, in my opinion, a much more um, smoother. I would I would say better, um, a better realized uh, conceptualization of the Rocksteady uh, Arkham Asylum system. But like here, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm seeing definitely like even just going back and rewatching it. Uh, a lot like from of a combat, like, like like combat is going to be similar. Or... Yes, and there and okay. even then the character because there is the huge open expansive worlds mm-hmm. um like some that involve like just wide open green pastures or canyons and you saw the the main protagonist she was swinging around like spider-man so that that's yeah. the one thing that came to mind but the as far as the presentation and like what they were going for as well as um just the fact that like we we see completely different environments some that are more natural than others more developed in in, in the root of technology i just get big near vibes mm-hmm. so um looking forward to that uh i i think that one also did not get enough love um alan wake remastered 
uh, we get a chance to play Luigi's Mansion for adults again. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm fucking digging that. I really hope that um, that's that's the one janky remedy game that's like it's jank is charming. Um, yes. Fuck, I really like God. God help me, guys. I really want to like control. I'm gonna one one weekend. I, I still I, I still need to sit down and play it one of these days. I haven't got around to it. You're you're gonna hate that first boss. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Like yeah. that first boss. I a, uh, I definitely got a lot of like talking about like PS5 games. Like Returnal to me had a lot of like Alan Wake uh, aesthetic and and vibes to it. I mean, obviously different game, but I think it, 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 to say it's inspired by Alan Wake, I think would be, I could see so, it. I could see them taking some of those cues. So to see them re, you know, remastering this one, I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do. But I also don't want to, it's like you said with the charm of it, like I don't want to like play it and then like feel like some of that's lost. Like the jank and some of the like, you know, some some of the look of it just if it's the style of game you're playing if it uh, if it wanted to be clean and have all these like lighting and and you know textural things going on like i just think it almost like ruins the like campiness of it you know right i mean i i feel that like there because that's the one thing there was a a a little bit of a camping like it was very self-aware of like that that there was a lot of uh Stephen King schlock that it was taking like direct liberties with, but like it, and, it and, self- and, and lighting is such an important part of the combat that like it having kind of like not the best lighting, kind of almost like was good for combat. Like it made it kind of a mess, and that was kind of what added to the uh, to the stress of it, I guess. Like you know, like 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 some of the the fear, and so to like make that brush that up and clean that up. I don't know if it would give you the same kind of style of gameplay. Here's. So here's my biggest thing that I'm looking at this that I I'm so surprised that it's been completely absent from the conversation uh, regarding Alan Wake. Where the fuck is American Nightmare and why is it included or looked at? Like, is it that I I, I don't remember people looking back at that release with a lot of fondness. No, it was it was a weird like, man, if I can remember right, it was an arcade like Xbox Live arcade game. Yes. And it was like this weird, it was like, like Bruce tower Campbell defense. Meets Alan Wake, but it was like a weird like hack and slash tower defense kind of deal. It was mm-hmm. weird, very strange. Okay, I just like I vaguely remember playing it as well, so uh, maybe I uh, I don't get like the hate for it, but it is technically a canonical sequel like the the antagonist from the first so like i just find it weird but it's also a small enough game where if like you're remastering this like fucking i don't know throw it in but i think it's also like it has a completely different vibe because yeah alan wake is very much like stephen king as the hero of his own fucked up shit like that is Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is the whole vibe of alan wake but then uh, in American Remaster, I'm just like, well, okay, but what if it's Bruce Campbell and like we go like fucking Evil Dead uh, or Army of Darkness and and just do that? Um, I don't even know how they're and and this and that's why the big impetus of me trying to get through fucking Control, I don't even know how he's getting rolled into what's going on with Control, but apparently he's going to. So hmm. <laughs> like. Yeah, there's there's T's control DLC that's gonna have Alan Wake. God, so are we gonna get like Quantum Break, like part of the canon now too? Is that I think it is also it? like Ugh. there's a there's a Yuck. remedy universe that that that's is a shame. 
being done poorly. <laughs> Maybe they can fix it, I guess. I mean, they, they have every right to try to get it to work, I suppose. So, yeah, we've got we've got that going on. Um I I don't even want to bother talking about Grand Theft Auto 5. That is the next Skyrim. That is the like I'm so fucking sick of seeing that logo and anything remotely anything to do with that game. So, does anybody have thoughts on that? Nope. Rad. I I I, I, I played I played it back in 2012, so Yeah, I'm exactly. Cool. <laughs> like I'm good. Um Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, I think, looked a little bit more fleshed out, almost to the point where I kind of wished we we saw it, this presentation of it versus whatever Square showed off. Um, so that was um, that was a little refreshing, but still, like, eh, I don't know, like, it- well, and I think it has a lot to live up to with the Avengers kind of taking a swing in a big mess. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot to make up for in that respect. So um, I, I think it looks it looks promising. Um, but yeah, I mean you're right. It's it still seems like it could be the same problems that those other games had. Um, this is Crystal Dynamics as well, I think, right? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm the one the biggest head scratcher. Which I don't know, maybe because you, you gotta get people to remember, but uh, Deathloop, which I'm, I say no. this just because while like it looks amazing, it's coming out next week. Yeah, so... it came in, yeah real quick. I but I feel like isn't that kind of like a Tony Hawk contractual game with Activision kind of a thing where contractually they need to put this out because this is what they agreed to prior to the Bethesda acquisition. Yes. So let's just like get this thing out and then move on. Like, I feel I, like that's probably their, their whole shtick is like, you're not going to get anything from Bethesda at this point. Like it does look cool. And I, I like those kinds of games. It's almost like dishonored arcade game. Yeah. And it's yeah. using, which, which, the, which looks cool. I'm, I'm totally down for the groundhogs day mechanic. Uh, especially after the absolute fucking shit show that 12 minutes is. And like, I'll save another episode to tear. This I still need to play it. Shreds. I know. Do I, not. I, 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 I I'll, I'll play it for the sake of the conversation, but I need to get to it still. It is, I like, I let's just say like I and I say this with the utmost sincerity because I don't know if you could top it by the end of 2021, but come come Golden Zonkeys, boom! Like that is my guaranteed three wheeled Mako of shame. Like that is that is the worst thing I've ever invested in in the in any capacity that's video game related in the year 2021. I I urge you all to to not waste your time. Uh, but I I look forward to you playing it just so that you and I can fucking eat sour grapes together, my friend. Because like I fuck it, misery loves company. You you like you have to hate on this shit game with me. Um. So the other. Uh, releases, uh, which we'll get to the other head scratcher in a moment. Um, uh, Uncharted, uh, Uncharted, uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, um, which I, you know, I, I, I guess I, I really don't know how much more enhanced you can um, make the game uh, as far as both uh, a thief's end and lost legacy. Um, but I I don't know. I'll check it out. I think the biggest uh, 
aspect of this uh, remaster is it's not going to be exclusive to PlayStation 5. It's actually coming to PC. So uh, I, I'm definitely definitely looking forward to how that will um, work in the span of um, the PC community and whether or not like uh, the multiplayer aspect that, again, did not get the uh, do that Sony and Naughty Dog had hoped it would. Um, whether or not that's going to come back and, and whether the PC community is going to uh, flock to it, give it all the uh, mods and whatnot that you can imagine. Um, uh, we have the Kid A Menegia Virtual Exhibit. So um, this is not a game. This is just a interactive love letter to Radiohead. <laughs> um, uh, I, what? Yeah, it is. Um, I I don't know. Um, you are kind of just. I. So I I'm like trying to find words, but uh, it its whole vibe is uh just basically, um looking into the history and impact of uh, Radiohead mostly through Kid A's release and like kind of encapsulating that into a uh, third person interactive uh, adventure experience that that that's it okay. that, that's all it's huh. weird I mean I I'm know. I'm I'm all for Radiohead personally but at the same time I'm just like do, do we need another love letter to Radiohead like no I, I feel like, like that's everybody ever Tom, in every karaoke bar who sings "Creep." Like, we we Tom get York, it. Right? Tom yeah. York does a plenty of plenty of good job of like reminding everybody that he's here and he's 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 owed. So like, exactly, uh, there you go, there you go. Um, so, uh, the next uh the other game that like and, and we'll we'll try to jump through these because there's really there's only three others that I want to talk about. I mean, um like Gran Turismo 7 and Spider-Man 2 like cool but it looks more of the same so I figured we we just kind of just touch on um what's new uh we've got Chia Tropical Adventure uh which looks super neat uh the biggest vibe I got to this was like uh Breath of the Wild meets uh Mario Odyssey just because it's got this giant expansive world that you can travel and kind of just make in your own playground and and a tackle but doing so by taking advantage of the the various natural elements within the world uh where you can possess like creatures items and objects I, it looked really neat um is that the one that had the last of us two guitar playing uh i th- <laughs> i think so it's the colorful yeah, like, one wh- where yeah yeah okay. um but uh the the soul jumping mechanic i guess is the the best uh term for it that 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 looked really neat um Coming in 2022, not a whole lot of information. Um, I guess we're going to go ahead and get to the two other big um, reveals. Uh, Insomniac is not only doing Spider-Man 2. I mean, we already touched on that. And apparently they, they teased uh, the reveal of Craven and Venom. Uh, so I, I'm imagining they're going to have to do a lot. Maybe we'll be able to go uh, other locations other than New York. Or maybe we'll get a spin on New York. Who knows? Um, Wolverine was yeah and Mm -hmm. there was a big easter egg in um 
that trailer that um, somebody with a keen eye and some and good Marvel um, uh, good Marvel info caught. Um, but the uh, there is a call out to uh, a specific Hulk issue on the license plate. I believe it was um, Hulk. Yeah, it was Hulk 180. Um, and that was one of the more uh, memorable uh, encounters with Wolverine. So I do not know if that was their really cheeky way of just being like, oh, dude, no, we're uh, we're going to get Wolvie in this shit. So um, I I mean, I guess uh, I'm, I'm into it, but um, sure. I I. What, what, what do we what do we think about it? I mean, there's a lot of ways they can take this game, you know, with it being insomniac. I I, I think you you don't want to make by it the too. Way. Apologies, not 180. Yeah, you don't want to make it too similar to Spider Man, obviously. Um, I think that you know the previous Wolverine game actually had some merit to it. Like it was better than the movie in, in almost <laughs> every was. facet. Um, and so there was you know it was God of War ish. Um, I recall. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like they can go a lot of different avenues with this. Do you go with old man Logan? Do you go with, like, I'd almost want to see, like, some, you know, Alpha Flight. Is it Alpha Flight or is it Alpha Team? I, I can't remember the Canadian. I, I was about to say it was um, Alpha Force. And... Alpha Force. Okay, yeah. Like, and, like, like, maybe doing more of that story that isn't as told in the other games that they've had to make with the Marvel licensing. Like Deadpool kind of makes mention of it in some respects, I guess, but um, I don't know. I, I think they they could take it a lot of different ways, and it's it, it, to me, it's a very exciting prospect. Um, and Somniac, I think, has done well to showcasing that they can do a comic book game very well. I, I, I thoroughly I, have enjoyed Spider Man, especially Miles corrected. Morales. You, I stand corrected. It was Alpha Flight. Apologies, you were correct. Um, Alpha Flight. Okay. Right on. Because I was looking into. Uh, well, and then there's the there's X Force, and there's you know there's so many different iterations of X Men spinoff teams they've done. I think Alpha Flight's going to play a big deal, and I think there's purpose again to mentioning that issue because not only do uh, not only does Wolverine uh, tackle. Uh, with Hulk, uh, but uh, Wendigo is the big uh, antagonist in that issue, and he's also like one of the big bads for Alpha Flight. So, mm, um, okay. If anything, what I think, and again, based on the fact that like the trailer just kind of showcased like them in this like rundown hole in the wall bar, yeah, I think it will actually take place in Canada. Uh, hopefully, somewhere. Um, help me, Ed. Help me when in all of my ignorance. Um, like Nova Scotia is the one that's like beautiful and has all the um, all of the country sightings, right? Like the big open pastures and mountains. Uh, no, no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that yeah. that would be Alberta. <laughs> fuck. Okay. Fucking Alberta. Uh, so I'd I'd imagine, um, given that Insomniac is going in the direction of uh, open world they can do the same thing with Wolverine but uh, maybe in a more country setting like the antithesis of Spider-Man where it's just like big and urban and cityscape that we have like a countryscape with mountains and forests and that you uh, can still take advantage of 
Wolverine's powers, like his claws can give him the ability to climb or tear through things or even like using like elements of guerrilla warfare, especially if Wendigo is going to be like the big bad. Um, there, there's a lot to really kind of unpack there, but I don't think it has to be a hack and slash like that Wolverine game that you were mentioning. So I don't know. Um, I'm looking forward to it though. They've definitely got the chops. We've seen agreed that they they can like actually like not only handle a concept well um, and seamlessly, but they have a great understanding of the hardware they're working with. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking. I mean, really, Insomniac's like the only one doing PS5 right, I think, right now. Yeah, for real. Um, so the big reveal, uh, God of War Ragnarok. Um, mm-hmm. How did we feel about it? Because uh, I'm still. I, I I really had to finish the first one. I'm at <laughs> I the have not done okay. That. I I am close to the end, but I'm doing up all the uh, the completionist loose ends. Um, and I'm playing it on the hardest goddamn difficulty, which I wish I kind of like just played uh, a standard playthrough first, and then just did New Game Plus in a hard mode. Might yeah. might have made my life a little easier. So I'm I'm gonna definitely uh, take that lesson to heart uh, for Ragnarok. But um, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited at the fact that uh, now that we have more context and like who Kratos is as a character, that he's really trying to. Uh, not repeat his mistakes anymore that he's made in all the stories leading up to this even in the most recent game that he's really trying to uh, just tap into his more rational side and that mm-hmm. he's trying to and and better yet that he's trying to like they, we already saw a lot of shades of it like between the fact that like he's getting lectured by Thor and just like are you a calm and rational person um, that the loose cannon of the pair is actually his now teenage son because oh but, fuck puberty. Well, yeah, and I do like that his child in the in the trailer does mention like you know, like he doesn't want Kratos to always act as a general. Like sometimes he needs to act as you know. No, it's the other like way around. Figure. Yeah. Oh no, oh, he said it he, the other way. I was like, I need you did to he? stop acting like a father and start acting like a general. Oh, said, no. so almost, so it's so it's almost like it's a weakness. Right, that's, that's what I'm trying okay. to say. Now, I, now Kratos I, I, is like... I perceived it wrong. Interesting, okay. Yeah, no, Kratos is... We're, th- this like this is we're new territory. Kratos, this is the flip side of it, yeah. Yes, he's being cautious, and he's trying to approach things to where he doesn't like immediately like turn to just murdering and, and, and whatnot. There is a big spoiler in that teaser, um, uh-huh. if you haven't finished the game. And it also speaks to, like, this new leaf that Kratos is turning. Like, it's a very big element. Um, So I really appreciate that. And I think it's going to play a really interesting mechanic. Um, Mm. I wish I could talk to you more about it. That's fair, yeah, if it's spoily. um, I I will say this. I think... Because I remember remember Cory Balrog of Santa Monica was really... um, he he was a big fan of this mechanic that was used in the. Um, it's funny I know the name of the mechanic, but uh, the the game that it comes from is blanking on me. The Nemesis mechanic. Oh, uh, the uh, Middle Earth games. Middle Earth, yes. The Shadows um, of Mordor. Yeah, thank those you. Are dope. Shadows of Mordor. So I believe that there there is a possibility that we're gonna see, and it, it would contextually and narratively make yeah. a lot of sense in a really cool and, and neat someone way. Someone needs to use it because it was a dope mechanic. Right, it really was. 
I I think we're gonna see like a hint of like we're I think we got a tease of something to that capacity just on what okay. like we saw uh in the trailer. Um Interesting. But yeah, I I you know, all this fucking discourse on Thor and how he's represented physically in the game is also <laughs> god damn dude, the gamers TM. Um Yeah. Out of all of the like uh interpretations of uh of m- mythologies uh, across both Greek and now Norse um even though there was a lot of liberties taken with how Kratos fits in there there is definitely like there there were attention to details um that like those games did do and then like the last game I thought did a really great job of representing how and, and integrating him into that goddamn uh, world. Uh, I will is... say, the soundtrack is outstanding. I mean, the the music, everything they're using has been really fitting. And it sounds amazing. I think the only thing that maybe can compare to it is Hellblade, just in like the pure sense of like that you know music and I guess that the ambiance that's trying to create. Yeah. Um. I mean, at this point, I can. I can uh, sufficiently say that like they're they're really going for um, kind of tapping into everything else, and and Ragnarok is a big uh, big event within that mythology. But mm-hmm. I really like the one thing that I think I'm going to be excited for that they tease is that we're going to see one mythology's God of War uh, work with their God of War, which is tier. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I really enjoyed it. Um, I. I think my biggest wish other than maybe hopefully seeing some implementation of that nemesis mechanic is uh, maybe we'll get some tried and true co-op with uh, Atreus now being mm-hmm. like a, a, I would say a more formidable, like a more capable character in terms of. Well, and, and they did allude to like the, the younger female character saying like, you know, there's more to see just not yet or, mm-hmm. you know, something along those lines. Like I'm sure there's more to come for sure. Yeah, but in terms of the discourse n- involving her and then Thor being fat as uh, uh, Sony succumbing to woke culture, uh, if you subscribe uh... to this, shut the fuck up. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Or I, You just... need to go back and play the original God of War and have the sex minigames and, and be more of a loser. Yeah, no, you need to go outside and touch grass. Like, that's what you need to fucking do. Get, get off the internet. Like, fucking really... Uh, just engorge yourself back in and, and ground yourself to reality. Um, it, it it's a bad look. So and it's okay. I, I I know a few parks. If if you really have trouble finding grass where you're at, bro, it's it's just I I don't know. Um, real quick before we get into the feature topic, uh, I figured we'd also go ahead and um. Touch base on the uh, conclusion to uh, Epic versus Apple. kind of touch on that or, or look on that at all Anybody i feel like the, the well 
Jason Schreier, I think, kind of said it best that like basically they both lost. Like it's probably good for the consumer ultimately, but for either of their causes, they both kind of lost the fight because Apple has to now, like you said previously, they have to have other payment options other than Apple directly for a lot of these things. But also, Epic doesn't really get anything from this either. Like they still have to pay millions in court costs, and they don't they don't get any of that stuff. Like what they were trying to get in ways of I assume some kind of like repayment or you know damages things like that like they get none of that i from think, what I, from what from what i read yeah it's really it's really just it's really now it's just saying apple needs to not be the only monetary way to pay for this content like you have to have other avenues like other providers do but in the same way they're not seen at fault they just right. have to agree to these new restrictions or you know these new you know limitations so really not neither one of them really won but it is good for the consumer ultimately, which is probably what would be the best outcome, I guess. So there is one big, big element uh, out of that whole thing that is absolutely going to change the landscape of mobile okay. gaming. So the reason why um, that whole thing started to begin with, with like this fucking contest of greed was because using Apple, they took a 30% cut. Yes, the cut. Mm -hmm. So with that now no longer being a thing, is the App Store or the emphasis of working with Apple more viable? Is it going to be even more of a nightmare to publish? Or is certification going to be more costly because they're going to have to kind of recoup uh, that loss for a, any subsequent uh, releases and in, in developers wanting to release and publish for their platform. I mean, I don't personally know how Android does it, but I do know that in between the two, while I'm sure it's far more friendly, the that 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 access and penetration uh, of the the Apple market and like the uh, the the number of users and that that kind of access is what always made them more attractive as a fit for uh, publication and I'm sure this this alone will also make it even more so because now developers have a means to like make more money but there's no way that Apple isn't going to try to like circumvent this by like recouping it elsewhere it's I I feel like this is going would... to hurt everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that maybe you would probably just see Apple segregating the market of their their games as to they already have Apple Arcade as a viable like subscription based option. Why would they not then say, okay, if we get this cut that we were getting previously, you get more prominently featured on our subscription based service? It's the same concept with Game Pass, right? Like your your game will be free technically through our subscription based service, but you're getting more exposure, you're getting more you know, eyes on and hands on this game that you may not have gotten just being on the market by yourself. Like, I think that that's how they try to recoup their their expenses and getting more of a payout is making them the people that want to be on their platform have more exposure. And if that's not the case, that's fine. You can be on the normal marketplace, but you're lost in the sea of all these other games. Like you said, like like they'll they'll, they'll have more coming oh, yeah. directly to the developer 
and the publisher, but then you're also going to be in a sea of everyone else, and you're just going to have to fight for that exposure. Whereas if you give Apple their cut, they will make you more of a prominent thing in their platform. Yeah, no, that makes... Uh, I mean, it honestly makes the... Uh, that that would make sense, yes, and because uh, I did admittedly f- completely forgot about Apple Arcade, even though I'm actively paying for it right now because there are exclusive. <laughs> Just like I am with are... Game Pass. Like, well, that's what you do with Game Pass, right? Like, everyone has a subscription, but how often do you necessarily use it? Maybe not, but it's like, it's why wouldn't you have it? Like, it's worth the the, the fee, I guess, you know? Hmm. Right? Um, um, so, I mean, I can only hope that this won't have any negative effects, but I feel like, you know, being the shit suckers they are for uh, how they maintain and curate their space, that uh, Apple's going to take it out of something, and they're definitely oh, not yeah. going. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm just so happy do, to do, see do, that it's do, over. Do you, but do you think that ultimately, like, Epic trying to fight for the game developers and publishers actually hurt them more than they helped they them? Like, it was more for fighting for game developers. They were fighting they, for they, their own bottom dollar, and dude. and that's fine. But they they made it the appearance of them trying to fight for game developers and publishers was their I whole mean, like. That's what they based it on. But yeah, you're right. It was just really for their own it, benefit. It was oh, dude, no, uh, Tim Sweeney. Like, you want to talk about like uh, performance uh, of of a lifetime in terms of uh, like. As far as being an activist and and thereof of of, of the platform and and the people he represents, fuck him, dude. Like, likening their uh, situation to the civil rights movement and then taking that a step further and putting fucking MLK in Fortnite? No. No. We're going to... Because of this, and, and again, I am not in a qualified position to talk about it, so that's why I've remained quiet. I'd rather be in a in a listening space, but my my only two cents is at some point I'm going to hear some fucking kid look at a history book and go, oh, that guy was in Fortnite, and I'm going to lose it. I'm going to fucking lose it on everyone. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> believe me, I know. No. I am happy no, that it's... I'm just happy that it's over. And sure. that, uh, I don't know, um, ugh, fucking, ugh. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we can only see how it's going to, um, how it's going to affect everyone. So, um, with that said, how y'all feeling about jumping into our, uh, feature topic? Long as, uh, oof, I don't know. This is, this is a weird energy going into this topic. Cause I think we're going to just be hating on this for the most part too. <laughs> <laughs> quite a few examples that like I can pull from memory and look up where um, I I think it was done justice. Maybe, maybe um, we can do like a sandwich method. We'll do like good, bad, good and just to yeah. kind of make it feel a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I'm, I'm down with that. Nice, nice grilled cheesy, but like, like know when to stop. Cause then there's a grilled cheese and then there's the stacked Mac from Panera, which is just fucking macaroni 
uh, in a Texas toast sandwich. So, that, that's okay. a bit much. I mean, as yeah. long as <laughs> sounds you know, great, as, sounds as, as long as as long as we don't oh, get no. into that KFC like chicken patties are the bun shit. Bro, the double down. The double down, yeah. Uh, dude, okay, Ooh. I can't. That would kill me. That would kill me. History. history with that. A little yeah. bit of PPR history here. Okay, so around the first two years that we started before I went pescatarian, um, there was a rumor of a secret menu item with the McDonald's where they did a double down Big Mac. And let me tell you, I had Andrew scouring it. I fucking Bro, we hit the pavement as hard as we could in the. We in this sh- we were so close to having a PPR snacks like like <laughs> subset of our of our website and and possible video content of us doing these food things, like that was almost going to be a real possibility from this damn thing. Oh, dude, but fucking no, we we were unsuccessful in in like being and it's probably good for our history because we may not have been around to keep PPR going. <laughs> no, oh, I definitely uh, I, think the I would have we... not have made it. No, no, I, the, no, the closest we got was the chicken McBang Bang, and it wasn't even that good. So, God you have damn. to re- refresh me on that. What was it? The chicken McBang Bang is a double cheeseburger and uh, a McChicken. Okay, I always yeah. subscribe to the McSurf and Turf Deluxe. That was always one that <laughs> the you know. McSurf and Turf Deluxe. <laughs> that, that it was kind of a uh, it was a Tenacious D thing back when Tenacious D was a band. Um, <laughs> That motherfucker, he's got some he's got some relevance in this topic, so that's funny. Go ahead. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Well it's just basically it's the the chicken or is it chicken or is it hamburger? I don't know, a fish fillet's in there somewhere. It's, yeah, yeah. And there's a fish fillet in there somewhere. But okay, so Jack Black. So so what's the relevance of Jack Black to this topic? I'm interested. Well, not entirely, entirely, but um okay. one of his first T V stints is he's uh, the kid in the pitfall commercial. Oh my God! You're right. Yeah. Really? So yeah, he is the yeah. kid. Yeah. The pitfall commercial. He, he, he. This is accurate. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd, 1992, and Paul Rudd, 2021. Bless their hearts. They could switch places, and none of us would know Same the person. difference. Same, Same person. Same person. Yeah. Uh, that motherfucker also blew up a uh, drive-through playing F Zero and like some other Super Nintendo games. <laughs> so that's uh that's another celebrity. Uh, commercial, but that's not necessarily the crux of our topic. No, uh, here on Press Pause Radio, episode 135, we are going to talk about uh, representation of video games. So I guess we should really just talk about um, how they're portrayed. I mean, there are a lot of moments, and, and I can cite a lot of them where they're they're just there as garnish for you know just the sign of the times for adolescence. There there mm-hmm. aren't. There aren't a lot they're of moments. They're in an arcade or they're, yeah, sure, sure. They, but there aren't, and funny enough, there aren't a whole lot of moments where there are adults playing. The The one that honestly comes to mind is you mentioned the wizard. Um, in, in that father, father-son father bonding moment, they're competitively and excitably playing Super Mario Brothers 2. Like the dad, he just fucking stayed up all night. I'm like, bro. I don't know how many veggies or, or baddies you pluck in to be mashing away at the B button like that. Um, and I think if I remember the editing correctly, I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to our commentary and watch it again. I think they were playing Mario Brothers 2, but the audio was Metroid. So, <laughs> like, I don't fucking oh, remember. Um, yeah, but um, there, there are a lot of um, moments where... Uh, there's a 
there are video games represented in um in just random and i mean we're talking about like all all times of uh, uh of video games like um i'm trying to remember and i'm gonna do a quick search but um like i'll tell you right now and and it's funny enough um if we were to play a drinking game over how many times the nintendo wii was in true blood you'd be surprised how many shots we take holy shit wow yeah but um vampires I, be playing that wii sports i suppose <laughs> why is it so prompt for like why why isn't that show so much i'm confused why well like king of the hill uh, it, bobby it, it, uh Bobby Hill was a huge fan of the Game Boy. I know that. Okay. That boy ain't right. <laughs> uh, Bobby. Yeah, there was a whole ass episode of um, fucking uh, King of the Hill where he's oh, a Grand Theft Auto propane, pro- yeah. and, and it was spelled P A I N. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. But but every, it, it it's it's the eventual arc. Like it's almost as imminent as like the holiday special or or like fucking either uh the the drinking and driving awareness like like it, it was always there in some way uh how do you guys feel about like the use of this not i i guess like what usually comes to mind first just like the accuracy of it because that's for me that 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 would be it not only in like the 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 various uh qualities of of what's being shown um like is it even music or sound from the game because like i, I don't know what it is but i feel as though uh pac-man sound effects namco couldn't lock down the rights on that so like i feel like because that shit's royalty free like they could be playing goddamn call of duty and it would sound like pac-man <laughs> so, uh, I, like, no the one that the i hear thing? often yeah, yeah. or i'm oh, sorry toast no, you're good. All right, I go ahead. Cool. Um, no, the one that my mind, actually two that my mind goes to is um, Atari 2600 Pac-Man, but more so Atari 2600 Donkey Kong. I actually, like, Both I had heard those, yeah. right, I had heard the Donkey Kong 2600 sound effects before I actually played the 2600 version of Donkey Kong, and yeah, I, my mind was blown at the time. I was like 10 years old, but... And you're like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, what? This? How? I I guess I don't have I don't have a keen ear or or knowledge of those um to really know like the difference. But I guess for me, the first thing I notice when they represent games in in you know different films, TV shows, whatever, is how much do they think that Nick Arcade was a real thing? Uh like. Like because I okay so one comes to mind like hackers I don't know if you watched the movie hackers that seminal nineties uh, mm. film Johnny Johnny Lee Miller I think um, Angelina Jolie in like one of her first roles uh, awesome movie I love hackers <laughs> it's so fucking dated now but I love that movie still um, but they're playing like this like wipeout like game but he's like it's a big huge giant screen he's like controlling it like with his body I guess. I don't know. I, I, I still fondly remember that scene. I'm like, what fucking game is that? I still don't know. I have no clue. I'd have to look that up. But just them, uh, like, 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 like VR and, and using your body in the game and all that kind of stuff being represented in the 90s and even now, like, is that what people really think it is still? Or, like, is that a viable thing? Well, yeah. For, for a long while, like, people really thought that, like, 
um, anytime there would there'd be like a new age representation of or anything that was cyberpunk or sci-fi heavy mm-hmm. that like every video game had to look like goddamn uh lawnmower man but like yeah, there's sure. even other moments like just just very few uh instances like uh Jackie Chan's Rumble in the Bronx. I, I, ideally, maybe one of his most iconic movies in American uh, kung fu movie culture. Uh, a prominent scene where, like, the boy that he befriends, um, he gives the boy a game gear, but there's no fucking game in it, and yet this kid goes to town on this game. Oh fuck! That reminds me. I think they did the same thing in Surf Ninjas. Yes, yes, they did. Oh god damn it! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I'm on board. Yes. Even then, Fucking fantastic. Um, but I love like there's instances uh where like <laughs> so here's here's my favorite uh Shaun of the Dead, which again, I I kind of feel like there should have been more attention to care. Um they're using and and maybe I'm just reading into it. They're using PlayStation controllers. They're and playing Halo. Time Splitters. Oh, was it? But it's Halo. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no! They're playing time is splitters. It, it is time splitters, but the okay. only video game console that's in view in any of the moments that you saw it was uh, fucking uh, a Dreamcast. Am I remembering wrong? I just when I heard Halo like sound effects. No, it, but it probably was. But they're playing time yeah. splitters. Okay, okay. So like, what? Okay, so like. I think they do that just the fucking like you, like you mentioned previously like the licensing of it like maybe they fuck it up so bad like no one knows whose license belongs to what <laughs> they're like wait is that ours we we can't tell it's clearly not ours it's on Dreamcast like maybe they purposely make it so bad that they can't tell who has licensing to it so they get away with it but like and I'm trying to remember too I think there's even a moment in like um and like does anybody remember if it's Menace to Society. Um, but it's, it's one of those films, either Menace to Society or Boys in the Hood, where, like, it, it's in, it, it's, it's so subtle, and please forgive me, I'm trying to, like, I, I tried to make sure I had a viable list of, like, all these instances, uh, because yeah. we're, we're kind of trying to work in order. They're playing... We're just, like, kind of just getting off memory pretty much at this point. Yes, but they're, like, there are moments where, like, and I think they got away with it just because I think it's like this alone kind of just justifies that. And I'll have to make sure I can source and find the movie correctly. But I really think it has to do with licensing and kind of piecing together uh, what they can make to just put off the illusion of video games. But I remember one of the most accurate displays uh, of uh, video games and movies was Menace to Society or it could have been Boys in the Hood. I'll have to look it up where uh, the drug dealer that they're just playing with and maybe like there was there was a lot to it just contextually but he's playing eight man for the neo geo on the neo geo aes you see the neo geo aes on the coffee table next to like all the fucking uh alcohol and drug paraphernalia and this motherfucker is getting down and i'm like i i always think back to that scene even though i can't remember the movie i promise i'll try to do my best remember because a all of it was like accurate to like eight man on the neo geo B, bro was a balling drug dealer, like the yeah. absolute like prime example of somebody who could afford a Neo Geo, uh, like at that time. 
Uh, but it it looked and sounded like he even had the goddamn joystick and everything. So it was it was just definitely a uh, a rare moment where like we're just like ooh like a, the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme where like I like you get, you got it you na- you did it you nailed it <laughs> you nailed it. Um, even then there were some uh, other moments. Um, I think my my favorite is um. There, there are uh, shows that have been long enough, that have been around long enough, that have parodied or used games as satire, like The Simpsons, um, yeah. whole ass episodes that I could, like you know the Bart shoplifting, uh, buy Bone Storm or go to hell. Yeah, dude, <laughs> uh, fucking or, and even then, all of their in universe are arcade titles or uh, oh, like they, the fact. Uh... They also had Polybius in one of the uh, one of the episodes as well. That fabled, not a game. <laughs> oh um, God, who remembers the uh, the the Water World in the arcade in Simpsons? Oh Lord. God, yeah, no. Um, yeah, Millhouse yeah. puts in forty quarters. Uh, Kevin Costner's sprite takes one step, and then it says "Game over." Deposit forty quarters. <laughs> Millhouse is like, "Oh man, what a rip!" And then he starts putting in more quarters. Mm -hmm. Um, but even then like I think by the time we hit uh, from mid 90s and onwards um, some of these like weird depictions of like uh, game consoles without games in them or the the wrong controllers they started gradually and like dude you saw a representation of a video game in just about everything there's an episode in ER where like they all get hooked on Doom, and they're just huddled around a fucking PC playing Doom. Um, right. That I I like found hilarious. Um, House House had a Game Boy Advance as well. Oh, did he doc- now? I bet he did. I bet he got down on that shit. But yeah, once again, the sound didn't match. There was some other show from Britain that I watched and there was this just one random scene where someone had a Game Boy and uh, talking about sound accuracy like it was believable that this could have happened it was super obscure but uh, for some whatever reason they chose to use the uh, the music and sound from Quark on the Game Boy oh my god <laughs> that's hilarious um, but even then um... is that a big UK thing like are they, are they big into that game maybe no it's it's a konami uh shoot 'em up puzzle game it was super hmm. super weird to hear that in just that weird context yeah, yeah. but hmm. like there are times where like not every old example uh i mean the wizard had its discrepancies but like even then like i'm thinking back to the wild gunman scene in back to the future where like he's playing on a play choice and while a play choice very much did not have a zapper. Uh, the cabinet itself, like, was a play choice cabinet, just decaled to make it look futuristic. Um, Jesus, it still fucks me off that like that that was supposed to take place in 2015. Um, but uh, in terms of the zapper that was used and the game, like everything was fairly accurate, and the uh, and the sound effects too. I think really what it is is that there are. Um, elements that you can use within fair use and if you mm-hmm. I, and I think maybe the reason why so many uh, interpretations are uh, the the inaccuracy of sound and music 
is the case is just because I think there's there's separate licensing involved. Like I just even look at like just some of the trouble uh, going into fucking like putting on music on YouTube without it getting uh, claimed yeah. half to hell. Sure. Um, but like, yeah, when when we start hitting the mid nineties, um, we've got ER, uh, and like that was surprisingly, I it, like I don't I remember like the a lot of the the talking the dialogue took um, precedence, so you don't really hear it, but you definitely see it, and they're very much playing. I think they're playing a Doom Two map, from what I remember. Um, one of the uh, one of the uh, big pot points in um, Kevin Smith's Mallrats is uh, fucking uh, dude just deciding, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play NHL hockey on the Genesis. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, Fuck girls, man. I don't, I don't want to do this. I'm all about this NHL life, boy. Yeah. So uh, I did uh, find that hilarious. Um, least we not forget like there are also i mean let's talk about moments where like video game accessories are just used um in place of like they are props that that aren't even necessarily video game related i mean not necessarily but who can who can forget ghostbusters 2 and dan Aykroyd just being like I got this and he fucking slaps an nes advantage onto the goddamn statue of liberty um <laughs> something that or or the fact that like uh lovable super mario brothers film uh used the super scope uh as a, a actual real ass gun with uh, an added handle no less yeah um but here's something that will um do you guys remember uh the last uh nightmare on elm street movie freddy's dead uh uh-uh. uh um, I thought you were going to talk about Dream Warriors there for a second. I was going to be right there with you. No, I, I think there's something video game-esque in that, too, but, like... Uh, I, I, definitely comic. There's definitely a comic-related yes. one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there is a video game one in that where uh, he uses a power glove to kill someone. <laughs> okay. With yeah, the claws? Then, yes. Okay, fair uh, enough. Well, no, not necessarily. No, 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 not oh. with the claws. He uses the power glove actually accurately where he just, he controls the victim and like, you like throws him around the building, like, te- like in, a telepathy, except he's using the power glove to move this dude and fucking thrash him about. And then he throws him down the stairs and then there's even a game over as like his corpse is just fucking bleeding out. It almost sounds like the game, except for like, he doesn't turn to a spider or whatever the fuck he does in that game. Um, yeah, no, I, fuck, man, I totally forgot about that. Um, there's even, like, uh, there are other times where video games do not take center stage, but they are just used as, again, um, setting props. Um, Mm -hmm. my favorite Seinfeld, uh, the fact that George Costanza has a goddamn virtual boy just hanging out. Uh, there's only one big episode involving a video game, and that being Frogger, where he's trying to buy the Frogger cabinet from their old pizza place, just so that oh, way cool. he can maintain relatable. his high score because <laughs> uh, that's the Very only relatable. accomplishment he's like been able to achieve um, before Which it ended up getting destroyed. Kind of doesn't make sense, anyways, because once it's unplugged, the memory gets wiped. Yeah, Th- that no, no, but he, that that's a plot point they find a way to route the power to a portable transformer. 
and oh, okay. that he's moving the arcade at least cabinet they're, At least they New were York. familiar and aware of that happening, eh? Yes, because okay. that's, that's why he was. He wasn't sad about the pizza place shutting down. He was sad that the arcade cabinet, once turned off, would fucking like wipe his score. That's why he bought La- it. He, Larry like, David, elite gamer, confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> And he's crossing the street with the machine. He kind of looks like a frog. Yes, that's a yeah. Um, there's also Newman has a Super NES. Should I um, watch Seinfeld? You should. Hmm. It's great. Okay. It's one of my favorites. Uh, Jerry okay. has an assortment of boxed NES games in his apartment throughout the season. I can't believe this is kind of selling me on maybe watching Seinfeld. One. Oh god, spot. that means that uh, fictional Jerry is now a millionaire too. Yeah. <laughs> oh sure. Yeah. Um. But even then, uh, let, let's go ahead and kind of like now uh, fast forward a bit because now okay. we're we're seeing it used from like garnish and then like uh, like plot devices and MacGuffins to talk about its evils and influences on like young kids' minds to where we're now seeing a, you know younger adults and adults more involved with a game like Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy is very Hell much yeah. like I mean, yeah, it 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 does the whole gamer girl thing uh, a little stupidly. I mean, what didn't until, I mean, fuck it, we're actually still doing that really stupidly. Um, but uh, I mean, it still definitely had moments where it. A lot of that movie is problematic now, for sure. Yeah, of course. Right, but like I, but what I'm trying to say is that like a big crux of that movie, like, is it punched down that it just punched down the fact that video games aren't for kids and mm-hmm. in, in more contemporary media, whether it was schlocky, like happy Gilmore uh, or happy Madison, I'm sorry, happy Madison mm-hmm. uh, films, you would see video games more prominently used. I mean, fucking the hurt locker just has Marines just like, we're going to play gears of war and just fucking like just having them go to town. And it wasn't, Fairly accurate. Uh, I I think the one thing that like um, has remained stupid is the the hyper sensualized like demeanor of a player. Like like everybody's got to be rocking back and forth, moving controllers up and down, and mashing Whoa. on buttons. Yeah. yeah, that 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 will never go away. <laughs> like, yeah, no, nope, because I could because there's gonna be some fucking directors just be like I really need you to like sell that you're invested in this you need to emote you need to emote more when you're playing this game yes um uh do, do you think gaming chairs will be a big thing in, in representation of gaming like going forward <laughs> uh, I like mean the next I, big thing I, I kind of feel as though that that would be something um shit like I kind of think that's I, already happening okay yeah. fair yeah yeah, I agree. But even then, like, oh, man, um, it was Menace to Society. Boys in the Hood had fucking Duck Hunt. Oh, damn. Yes. John Singleton, Fuck. man, he's all about that shit, huh? Oh, yeah, dude. Gotta, gotta get it, that. Is it, yeah, that proc um, placement. But even then, um, man, uh, fucking... I'm trying to, like, because I, I feel like we really mined the past, but, like, I'm trying to think of uh, newer. Like, I mentioned uh, Saved by the Bell, Donkey Kong 64. There are just moments where it started. But here's the thing, too. Um, I, I also noticed uh, earlier on uh, you would have, and I don't know if there were some deals to where 
um, either palms or grease or it was just used as, again, subliminal marketing. Uh, but you did have a lot of name drops where, like, uh, these shows would name drop, hey, I'm playing this on the Nintendo or, hey, I'm playing the Sega. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, have you noticed that any of the video games that they do display, they don't even, if they can avoid it, they don't even mention the name. They just show whatever they need to and then mm-hmm. go from there. It's funny. I fucking mentioned Wife Swap. Um, so one of the first episodes is just some spoiled-ass kid who plays video games, and he's playing on a Game Boy Advance. They not only blur out the Game Boy Advance branding below the screen, but they blur the entire game he's playing out. You just yeah, see yeah. him mashing on a Game Boy. Um, so so just, I, the, just the form factor of it alone doesn't get them in trouble. Yeah. It's right. the, like branding. Which yeah. makes sense. I mean, you've got like fucking BMO from uh, Adventure Time, who's basically like this hyper-exaggerated sentient Game Boy. Yeah. Um, I will you... say there, there's the opposite, too, where like in CSI, they were talking about the 2K line of sports games for the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, dude! Like it was, it was actual product placement for the two K sports games on Dreamcast, which you know at the at the time they oh, were hot shit and they were competing really, like almost neck and neck with EA, EA, right? Yeah, they were yeah. doing good things, if, if, if not shit. better, like in the, like in the football scape, better. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I think mm-hmm. video games are a flat circle, you guys, because I totally <laughs> forgot, and this totally makes uh, a circle. <laughs> this totally... in the current two K games. Did you guys know that Jake from State Farm? His yeah, everything. yeah, I saw and, that. Do and he's he's in there. He is well, in and there. and 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 the two K games for years have had commercials and product placement in between games, and a lot of times you couldn't skip it. It was like unskippable ads for like whatever the fuck. I, dude, um, man, it it's just funny though, because like even then, like uh, another prominent one, um, fucking uh. A juice from 1992, uh, fucking Tupac. Uh, he's playing Street Fighter 2. And, like, you see the branding, you see everything there. Though, um, I'm trying to remember uh, which other uh, moment where um, there was uh, Street Fighter 5. Absolutely nothing, completely muted. Um, so it kind of goes to the extent where. Like, I just find it funny that there was, like, almost a niche recognition of the video games to the point where, like, all of us, we can be nerds and stupid and call it out. Like, we can t- we can point out all the inaccuracies and, like, the directors and production's poor understanding of, like, how they're uh, representing video games in this scene or within the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had way more freedom legally and artistically to show it and actually do the job right and now now where we're in this world where like i mean mom knows who ryu from street fighter is she has to like it's like he he's in fortnite now yeah yeah, he's in fortnite yeah exactly (laughs) uh fucking like like there these these characters have now gone on to form legacies that like cross over all different kinds of demographics and age groups now, when we do see them portrayed in these scenes, everyone's hands is so tied in regard to, like, how much can they legally get away with or spend money on to show it off that, like, now they don't even have the same kinds of freedoms to be accurate. So we're in this 
same cycle where I, I even even with their hands tied as much as they're they are like i still think they're it's being done better than it was before um i'm trying to remember um some other more modern examples um any uh, any other examples and y'all can think of that come to mind Mm -hmm. not so much like what's shown but just like a conversation i remember pretty vividly and i always laugh at it still uh malibu's most wanted it's a this jamie kennedy movie from like the late 90s i want to say maybe even early 2000s where he's asking him how he like like he, he you know he's he's mimicking that he's like you know from the hood and stuff and he's like where'd you learn that from he said grand theft auto 3 he's like can i borrow it he's like yeah you got playstation 2 he said no nah, i got gamecast <laughs> and he said, well there's oh, well, there's right. gamecube and dreamcast which one do you have <laughs> Just I remember that I'm like that's the kind of shit we would have a conversation about even now. It just it, it felt realistic to a gaming conversation. I don't know. I I always that always stuck out with me. I thought that was pretty good. I feel like there's the only the only good thing Jamie Kennedy may have done in this career, uh, besides Wes Craven's Scream. Who knows? That's you know? fair. He was good. In Scream. He yeah, was. he was good. Yeah. He was. Um, South Park. South Park is interesting because it's in that same weird hemisphere of The Simpsons, except it was more realistic in, in like some of the props that it used to where like we we live in the same space to where like the the kids within like just years apart went from you know trying to do a uh fucking tooth fairy scan to get a dreamcast to kenny getting a fucking psp and like it, it just moments like that but then you know where they absolutely realize hey we we can't really realistic depict this like the one moment where they're you're they're obviously talking about the Nintendo GameCube, it's the Okama Game Sphere. Fucking I, I I just I love I love that and and you have to imagine Sony and Sega are actually absolutely down to play ball, um, but then there's moments like uh, this is a this is a hilarious one. Uh, you guys remember that episode from Law and Order SVU where the parents. Uh, being absolutely, again, going back to the well of addiction, uh, were super addicted to an MMO, and it was just fucking Second Life, but they kept calling it Avatar. Uh, but <laughs> it was, all the footage oh, yeah. they were showing was just Second Life. <laughs> Lord. Um, so I guess really to cap off, um, what... Oh, there what was a, th- also in uh, Law & Order, like there was the Special Victims Unit one where it was purely based on what was going down with Anita Sarkeesian. Like, it was highly topical mm, yes. at that time. There was that as well. Yeah, the Gamergate stuff, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was an episode. Oh, yeah, it was mm-hmm. It was a big deal. I, 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 do, I, I, do, I do remember hearing about that, yeah, absolutely. And I remember all the backlash online, too. It's like, oh, I, I don't know. A lot of people complaining about nothing. Um, How dare they represent the current discourse that we're going yeah, through I know, and make it like, an episode. Like, like, no less. Well, it... it yeah, it's like that is current relevant news. Like that's what they're trying to touch base on right now. Like how stupid you all sound. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, dude. Um, fuck Charlie's Angels. Perfect example. Holy shit! And I totally forgot about it because Internet's Michael Barrity is in this scene as a kid. Uh, that moment where drew barrymore stumbles on those kids like in the backyard and she's naked looking for clothes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh they're fucking playing final fantasy 8 but they're playing it two player and they're playing it actively <laughs> <laughs> like it's not a turn-based game yeah you do have to take turns, I, but 
I feel like ultimately, like the main thing this was for the longest time was just product placement, and they said, "Well, we have to get in here because they're paying us, so we don't care how it's represented. Just get it in there." And that's probably why it looks so bad and so like not like to what it's you know like the way it's supposed to be played or how or on what. There's like well, we just have to put it in here because we're getting paid to do it. We don't care what it looks like. Um, but nowadays, nowadays, like you said, has to be like if you don't have the full rights to do it and it's not the right context, they'll just, yeah, you'll get in trouble now. Oh, yeah. So dude, I think it's um, kind of come full circle now. Shit, 100% dude, before it's Shaun of... DCMA, right? It, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- before Shaun of the Dead, Simon Pegg, I totally forgot. Uh, do you guys remember um, fucking uh, the, the TV show Spaced? Oh, I yeah, did. that was a great show. Remember that okay. episode where like he stayed up all night playing Resident Evil 2? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He and he just hallucinated. And then he and, I, and then he was in the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember. There is another Jackie Chan movie where he just gets sucked into Street Fighter Two. That's Fighter. the plot. And he, yeah, yeah. And he's Chun Li, and yeah, for sure. Oh, geez. Uh, I I just remember too. Um, season four of Breaking Bad. Uh, again, another means to uh, <laughs> for a plot device. Uh. Jesse Pinkman in a uh, manic depression is playing rage in his studio apartment after uh, committing the murder that he did at the end of season three. But he's playing rage with a light gun as if it was a light gun game. Oh, my God, you're right. (laughs) And uh, it's just moving and he's just standing there just wildly spiraling into this fucking nonsense and I, I i don't know again just gotta love that prop use you know so i guess really to cap this off because like we've seen where it's been done terribly but also like where we can look back and we can finally mock it we're now like we're in this stage of like the medium where it's it's recognized it's one of the most enjoyed uh hobbies and and things that people do like what I guess what would you like to see in in the limited space that I guess we that like video games can be depicted I mean because again uh D, DMCA is uh kind of got like because at this yeah. point that's another thing like if if it's so when when you can see something that's used by name and presented accurately people think it's sponsored now or they just call it out and like oh dude this yes. is bold this is blatant product placement I mean, is mm-hmm. that good? I don't like. I don't know. But at least, it, at least it's more straightforward now. At least now you know that's what's intended purpose is. Before you may have it may have been so subtle and like you said, like so poorly done, you would have been like, oh, they know what they're talking about. But like now, it has to be so like this is exactly product placement. Like I think at least it's more like crystal clear that's what's going on. It's not as deceptive maybe as it has been. Like it's it, it's brutally obvious now. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, at this point, I, I think I'm, I'm fine for the cheeky references and the things that like they can get away with, like, uh, something along the vein of like a whole friends episode being dedicated to them getting a Miss Pac-Man arcade cabinet. And then like, just speaking to like, Oh, I've got the claw from overplaying, uh, shit like that. I, I think if anything, the one thing that we're going to see done terribly is, uh, the, uh, re like the romanticization of uh, retro video games for nostalgia, but like it's all wrong. It's all like, oh yeah, no, I I definitely played the that Nintendo PlayStation all the time. 
favorite game yeah. Sonic Sonic the Borhog like some shit like that to where but I think you even get like where it'll be cringy now where they are accurately representing it or talking about it but it's yeah. like from a position that we already think is kind of like eh, not really like what we're into you know <laughs> like like it's just it'll be too real to a point where we're like like we talk about reality shows like it kind of comes full circle like I don't watch reality shows because it's too real you're gonna I have don't a, want that you're gonna have a scene so where... gaming stuff represented is like it's too real like I don't want to watch that I was touching back on what uh, George said. Like, you have a scene where it's like they're playing a game and it's the like intro music to the first level of Mario 64, but then they show the screen and it's like the final Sephiroth battle in Final Fantasy VII. I mean, but if they do that, then you know they're being blatantly like, no, they obviously know they're doing something wrong because like they would know better now. They have the internet. You would would look this stuff up. You would hope. (laughs) You you would hope. But the yeah, Mm -hmm. no comment on the internet. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but they're like we have our moments like forty year old virgin where they're playing Mortal Kombat Deception and they're just fucking going ham. But like it works within the context, even if it's exaggerated or whatnot. Like I think like at that point. Uh, in, in terms of representation, I think we've peaked. I think it's fine mm-hmm. where it is now, but like, it's it's just funny that um, as of this point, it used to be something that was so inherent to develop or otherwise further like the uh, screen time or 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 look at like the younger characters uh, of the show or program to where now like it's refreshing to see that like they get everyone involved. Mm-hmm. So, um, really, and of course, th- th- I mean, there's also, and this is a topic for an entirely different video, obviously, but there's also, speaking of reality TV, uh, the integral part of television and video games in the realm of scams. So help me out there, because maybe I'm not following. Have you not been following the whole WADA scandal? Oh, God, yeah. Mm. Okay, We're talking like millions of dollars now. Yeah. And Milli- like, and million even, dollar scams, yep. Which I mean at this point it's we've kind of seen that speaking of which we've seen that spill over into shit like Storage Wars and Pawn Stars to where yeah. like there is this inflated view of, of what something's financial uh value is when in fact yeah, so no. Um, and it which, has you know, far reaching consequences too, but again, this is something that it's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, I mean, comic books kind of went through the same thing. This the the point of the thing with comic books, though, is that they get re-released in some capacity or or redone in like uh, condition and whatnot was a big factor. Where um, those um, those elements aren't being taken into consideration. Um, but either way, I mean, I I'm I'm when people talk about oh, like oh we should have more video game movies. Um, which I, I know that's already something, like, to the point where Jumanji, the remake, instead of it being a board game, I'm like, that's not culturally relevant at this point. Who, who the fuck plays board games anymore? No, it's an old video game. Because anyone can, like, feasibly, in the day of uh, 2021, like, go to a uh, an AV room or a pawn shop and see an old video game. Like, maybe I can plug that in. But you see, like, a used copy of, like, fucking Sorry, the board game, like, you're probably not going to buy that, especially when you can buy, like, a 25th anniversary edition for, like, 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, board games have definitely fallen by the wayside uh, in, as far as the cultural mainstream. Um, well, you can't play unless it has miniatures. We already know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
so fucking um i i think if anything we'll we'll likely see um we'll, we'll likely see this uh it, or i don't know maybe they'll get stupid with it i i do remember at some point the doom movie had them playing doom in the doom movie which was like at that point like it's so self-aware it's fucking stupid well uh, i would say if you get a chance to watch free guy that that I think is where they're at currently in that space. Oh yeah, shit! shit. How did I fucking yeah. forget? And like the marketing for Free yeah. Guy is just satire of iconic box art, like Mario sixty four mm-hmm. and Doom. So I guess yeah, I think like yeah. Free Guy. I I, I saw I, I saw it, and it, it's yeah, I think that's where we're at now. So <laughs> if everyone gets a chance to watch that at some point, you'll probably see where we're going. And I don't know, it it it, it could be worse, I guess. Well, um. With that being said, uh, episode end. I'm going to go watch Seinfeld now. I can't believe this actually made me decide I want to watch Seinfeld. That's you should. crazy. You absolutely should cuz it'll, it'll I'm, make I'm you really, I'm really actually I'm actually I'm actually surprised. All all of it's available on Hulu and then soon Netflix is going to buy uh, the rights to which they've already announced and it's all going to be on Netflix. So whether you have one or the other um, it, it's super easy to. I just re- recently poop socked it with Val because she's just like, "Fuck, fine, I'll watch this." Um, so, uh, <laughs> I, I recommend it. it. It'll give you more appreciation for cur- uh, curb your enthusiasm. So, um, yeah, this has been episode 135 of Press Pause Radio. If you like what you listen to, check us out on uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, Scatter Radio uh, and over 67 other podcast directories. Uh, eventually, we'll try to get something more fluid going for uh, YouTube as well as, um, I don't know, uh, Spotify and their anchor program has been a project of mine. But uh, if they're going to host, I, if they're going to host we'll Ivermectin say... Daddy, Joe Rogan, and, and not yeah. fucking, yeah, I don't know if I really want to. Get involved and with that. Also, to talk about podcasts on hated platforms, if for any reason the only way you would know about our podcast is from Facebook, it's on Facebook now too. But um, <laughs> you know, for, for for the two people that like the house show postings that we have on on our Facebook page, thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, no, we. Um, funny enough, uh, we we really. I, I personally, um, I, not not to cross the streams a bit, but I had a lot of friends really dig that show. And they're even they're even talking shop and throwing some fantasy booking at me. And one of them was like brilliant, where they're just like, "Oh, dude, gotta get Kevin Steen." And then the Bucks turn on Omega, and then they reform Mount Rushmore. And Adam sure. Cole has to make a decision. Oh, yeah. yeah, we no. love PWG around here, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, so like I I found that like I found that really endearing. Thank you, Isaac. Uh, he was a big fan of the show uh, that we did for House Show. So. Uh, hey man like i'm good on it but like for video games what we're doing right now yeah definitely mm-hmm. catch that um we have some reviews coming out a garden story from sean um i have heart chain kitty and some other features that i'm working on um i wanted to do something with no more heroes and do a big spanding feature and i uh, have some video projects that i also want to work on uh just it's a matter of equipment and time but um I definitely have that. We we have the Rocket Knight feature that we're we're gonna try to resurrect that was put on the back burner for a bit, and then maybe we can get uh, the Hideo Kojima Games Club uh, back on track before Death Stranding Director's Cut comes out. Um, just because I, I think there's a lot of choice words we can really throw in 
And we can kind of maybe try to experience Death Stranding for it being the weird fucking game that it is. Because Director's Cut looks like it's going to actually change everything that makes it a weird game and actually make it a game. So, <laughs> the, uh, I don't know. That, that'll, that'll be plenty of fun discussion. But um, next episode... Uh, we've already actually already got that plan for the pipeline. We're going to be doing a temperature check on the status of the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series X and S, uh, and the Nintendo Switch, and kind of seeing where that's at. Uh, come November, it's going to be a couple years uh, since the release of those other two big next-gen platforms, and even then, Nintendo still uh, doing its same fucking thing with the OLED model, um, Metroid Dread, and whatever the fuck else. Um... Uh, we we will also have some Twitch streams that we're uh, currently planning. Uh, Ed and I were talking shop on that uh, earlier as far as how we could uh, throw some Twitch features into the mix. But uh, definitely a lot to stay on the lookout for at www.presspauseradio.com, uh, youtube.com forward slash the Press Pause Radio broadcast, and uh, twitch.com forward slash Press Pause Radio. Uh, definitely lots to keep an eye out for, so... Um, with that, uh, Ed's been really busy with Bullet Heaven. Take it away, my dude. Uh, well, we just got finished with our review for Razion EX from NG Dev Team uh, in anticipation and preparation for, at their behest, of uh, the digital version of the game, uh, a game which um, many thought was going to be physical only for a while. Um, they came around, and uh, we're going to be doing a stream on that next week. Uh, I'm right in the middle right now of getting an episode done up for Escaluda 2 for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite cave games. I'm actually playing it right now, trying to get a hang of this uh, black label scoring, and it's kicking my ass. But um, we've also got so a you, lot of... You, 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 you had the no-miss here earlier today, didn't you? I, I had a no-miss on Novice. This is like uh, oh, the actual okay, black label. And i got to be 100% honest, Novice does not prepare you in the least for what this game mm-hmm. throws at you. So, like, I can only ever get to stage four on one credit out of, out of five. Uh, it, it is a hard, hard game when you're uh, when you're dealing with thousands of bullets at once. Um a lot of fun scoring opportunities, so I hope you guys like the, uh, the the video. I already took a look at Black Label on Xbox 360, and this is ostensibly the same game, down to the fact that there's Xbox 360 credits in the credits. Uh, so they kind of missed that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Escaluda 2 is coming. We've also got reviews inbound for stuff like Panzer Dragoon Remake on PlayStation 4 from Limited Run Games. Uh, we have got a, uh, a feature for... Uh, um, Space Invaders Invincible Collection, Collector's Edition, um, G, uh, sorry, Darius uh, Cosmic Revelation, uh, Griffin Knight Epic, and um, I'm hoping to have a Shantae feature coming up. I'm still trying to get a copy of the original game, and uh, I do have... I would absolutely love to help you with that, to be honest. I've, I've been, dude, been definitely rediscovering Shantae, Monster mm-hmm. Rancher, and I just got an RGB modded uh, Intellivision, and oh boy, it's really fun to play Intellivision games without worrying about uh, supporting a racist, bigoted douchebag. I'll so. bet. Yeah, the, um, what am I going to say here? The uh, Shantae, we, we actually have all the games. We actually got the reprint from Limited Run Games of the Game Boy Color version. 
Uh, but of course, we want to make sure that everything is on the up and up and that it's the same thing and what differences are actually there. So um, I do have a uh, uh, an original copy in the pipeline. Um, basically, uh, I'm buying a PlayStation 5 to trade for this game. Wow. That's yep. interesting that's trade. fucking hilarious. Dude. Sure, sure <laughs> is. I, dude. I did that shit with uh, 8-Bit Mike. I remember I traded him a 3DS back in the day for his Neo Geo cab. So there that you is, go. Yeah. yeah so like, oh, what the hell happened to him? He disappeared. He did. I was thinking about him just the other had day. A kid. Yeah. Yeah. He just had a kid. Like no recently. Uh huh. Yeah. I still follow him on Instagram. I think that's the only social media he's on right now is Instagram. Insta, but yeah. Huh? <laughs> I mean, uh, having a kid will do that. Mm. Right. I will do it. Uh, so yeah, plenty of stuff in the pipeline. Uh, well, looking forward to it. Looking forward to all of it hitting the site and for all of your beautiful eyes and ears to just soak up and eat. Oh, there is one more but... thing, actually. Uh, mm. I think I'll make the uh, the announcement officially here. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a collaboration with uh, a YouTuber by the name of Game Boy Guru. Uh, we're going to do, be hey. doing a, a feature uh, for Game Boy shoot-em-ups. And uh, it's, this is cool. Uh, we, we're... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it all away because uh, this is uh, 100% a unique thing that we're doing. But uh, there's going to be an A side and a B side to our feature. So um, you know, look forward to that coming up. I'm going to be doing Japanese Game Boy games. He's going to be doing U.S. Game Boy games, and we're picking four a piece uh, to uh, this sort of feature in the uh, in the uh, production. So. Um, I think it's going to be neat. Uh, just four yeah, neat Game Boy neat. games. Not not even really a, a top a top four or anything like that. Just like four games that we really kind of dig. I'm all for it. Well, with that, uh, remember that it's National Video Game Day. So I don't know what makes it different from any other fucking day, but like fucking like have fun. Um, and, Every day is uh, a national something day. Isn't hey, you it? have to have marketing. I'm kind of sick of that. <laughs> I mean, it is today is absolutely it though. It's I always find it funny that it it precedes um, <laughs> like or I'm sorry, it it leads after a really bad uh, day that we we still recognize. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, and then the Dreamcast's birthday, so um, you you take that into the weekend. Uh, you you go and you find yourself a translated copy of Rainbow Cotton because that shit is fresh. It is out there. And uh, you play to your heart's content. You play some No More Heroes three. You you get down on some boyfriend dungeon because let me boy howdy let me tell you there's tons of talk about when we do get back to what's in your console. Until then, um, remember to put a game in your game gear. This is Georgia Boy's X. It doesn't fucking really do you much good otherwise. Oh, and batteries. <laughs> that would that would that would be very helpful. Uh, second Genesis uh, adapter works too. Hey, there you go. That's a solution for everything. This is Toast. I'm going to go watch Seinfeld on my GameCast. <laughs> this is Sean. Um, pray for George and his exposure to Wife Swap. Oh, and... <laughs> I, yeah. I'll, I'll, have, I'll have some updates for you later down the line. Uh, you, should, you should watch it as Larry David intended, uh, Andrew, and you should load up Netflix on your 3DS. Tell us how that goes. All right, will do. All right. And this is Ed, beware of Enhanced Awakening. 